Hi, John. How's it going? Oh, it's early. Uh, we're going to some uh, we're going to some style sheets this morning. Style sheets. What is that? Style sheets. Uh, style sheets are uh, a layer in the web stack where you can have your code formatted a certain way, and then you apply a style sheet to that. You could think of it as a uh, like a skin you used to put on Winamp, for example. Oh, what is Winamp? <laughs> it's technology all the way down. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, a, well, it's, another, it's another, is it a web page? Yeah, I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, this is all newly relevant because, you know, when I was 14, you can screw it up real good and make it, uh, make it look the way you want. It's very exciting. I'm doing, I'm doing, <laughs> I'm doing that yeah. with uh, the uh, app that I use to track my to-dos. I'm making uh-huh. it look different. I'd, I'd like certain things to look a little different about it, so I'm, I'm working on a style sheet, yeah. You're giving it a little skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm giving it, yes. I'm, I'm re, I would say I'm reskinning it, which is kind of gross, but yeah. There are... 14 iOSs? Yeah. How do you choose which one? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, then the problem is with the with the pandemic, you can't go yeah. in and try it on like you normally would. Oh, see, that's right. You have to you use the digital measurement system. Yeah. You, you yeah. look in the digital mirror. You end up you end up wearing one of those Chinese skins, no ping pong, but you don't you want to make sure you know what you're getting, is what I'm saying. When you pick your I do. IOS. I do understand. Well, yeah. wow, a style sheet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I, I got a lot going on right now, John. I, it's part of an yeah, entire yeah, yeah. omnibus project to mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. to enhance and improve, you know, sure, all, sure, the, sure. All, all the things. You know what I'm doing? You That's know, I, I, uh, I, I have a little bit of a web team, as you know. Oh, uh, really? Is this part of the Roderick yeah. group? It's part of the part of the Roderick group. Yeah, uh, you know, our, our good friend Grant uh, Balfour and uh, and Lisbeth in in Holland. Uh, they wrote me the other day. And they said that uh, something had changed in the internet, and uh, <laughs> what that meant was that the uh, the Long Winters web page, which you pioneered back in the day, and along uh, with and you developed. and friend of the show, Sean, yes, that's right. And you uh, you had a uh, you 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 had some fonts, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Had, well, some, yeah, had some horizontal rules and some H H twos, X H T M L. You had. It, I, you're so good. Your memory's uncanny. Yeah, we we went ahead and did it in X H T M L. Uh huh. And uh, and uh, and uh, that was so exciting. Back oh, in God. the day, it's amazing. Put stuff up on there, and people would go uh, go click on it and download it. We had a, we had a forum, and we had a regular a public facing site. Yes. Yeah. And then, and, and then uh, friend of the show, Ben, I believe, took over uh, yes, he did. Your, he did. your endeavor. Yeah. So, so what, what, what changed on the internet, uh, John? Is there anything I need to be responding to here with my own uh, website? Is there something I need, need to incorporate? Well, so this is the email that I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly like uh, Mr. Programmer. Okay. But the email, uh, <laughs> the email from, uh, from, our, from our friends who have done such a wonderful job of um, – you know, Lisbeth, I, I owe a debt of gratitude to that uh, I could never repay for her support of the of the Long Winters Band over the years. But they said uh, something about um, something to do with the web page, something, something. Um, but it's uh, it's going to all uh, be canceled in like an hour or something. Okay, okay. Because something's changed with the host of the web page server and the um and it's no longer supported the new technology. It's like it's like where th- those old little cameras that that no longer work or it's like um the flip the flip. It's like the flip cameras Love the flip. That, that aren't supported anymore. It's like that 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 weird uh, A to D converter that I had that worked just fine and and there was nothing with the hardware that changed. It's just that they didn't update the software anymore. The software. So even even though it's just a little box, you know, that you put, plug a cord into and it comes out the other end. But nah, the software. And so uh, anyway, so what they were saying was, hey, um, sorry to, you know, sorry about this. But, uh, but uh, if we don't do something, if we don't transfer the web page over to a different place mm-hmm. it's all going to be gone and um and so what do we do they said 
you know, and I, there's nothing I like more than, uh, than, uh, answering the question, what do we do? What it was here was, but there's something just to understand here. You're saying there's some urgency to this. Something on the internet changed. The web page needs to be transferred in, in a very short period of time. And now you're, you got to manage, you're going to manage what's going to happen next. I got to manage this. Here's the, here's what she said. She, Lisbeth said, um, the day has come. So that gave me the sense that she knew this day would come. Oh, that's very Dutch. The day has come. So Dutch. That the old Drupal site <sighs> for the long winters has reached. Now this is this is a what also also a wonderful Dutch phrasing, but also kind of a um <laughs> kind of a like a Tron phrasing. She says the old Drupal site for the longwinters.com has reached end of life. Oh, it's gotta go to sanctuary. Like end Michael York. Life. Yeah. In June, we got an e- so this happened in June. Oh boy, they they, they protect me. They do. Mm-hmm. We got an email from Media Temple that the PHP version of their web hosting one word was going to be updated. Grant and I <sighs> checked at the time right. whether the new version would be problematic, and it seemed not. However, early July, Jason sent me Jason sent me a message. Our Jason, Jason, yes, oh. sent me a message that the board was down. Oh, the board! The board was down, and a la- which means that Jason still is monitoring the board. Wow. And when I talked to Grant and Lisbeth, they said, "Oh yeah, you know the crazy thing is that the message board is still active. People go there. What? I don't think they go there every day to chat, but there's like it's an archive. There's maybe a lot they're mining of, Bitcoin. That could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's SETI. Maybe SETI is finding alien life. SETI. Uh, oh right, SETI. right, right. That's the Carl Sagan thing where you where you look look for space. Yeah, you look for space, and mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. you can put your computer on there so that instead of flying toasters, yeah, exactly. Instead space. of flying toasters, you lend it some cycles mm-hmm. to yeah. to study for the Yeti. You go out there, right. and you're going to be looking for that uh, golden record player. Why Why would you do that now if you could mine Bitcoin? You're absolutely right. But no, I, I think, think that's, there's, that's yeah. Mm-hmm. There's tabulature on there for long winter songs. People go on there. Anyway, uh, uh, let's see. The website was down. She says. Turns out that the new PHP version uh, kicking in was problematic after all. Grant updated the software. It looks like he rewrote the encryption. God, he's smart. He, he did. He rewrote. He's in. He, yeah, he's in. Now enhance. It, it, it mm-hmm. runs smoothly, but for the website, so he's talking about the message board as a separate entity, but for the website, which runs on an ancient version of Drupal, Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden I picture <laughs> I Laura, got plenty of those. <laughs> I picture Laura Croft, you know, like uh-huh. whoosh, swinging over a, a pit on a uh, on her signature whip. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see, we cannot fix this easily, and even if we could, this is the Dutch part. It would okay. be likely temporary since PHP keeps evol- evolving. <laughs> we cannot upgrade Drupal. Oh, it keeps evolving. It, I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't want to say, but it, it sounds kind of like the, the news you don't want to hear about, say, a, a beloved aged pet. Right. You say, okay, you've got it a couple of surgeries. You know, you've uh, you got, you got it a new dog heart. Um, but, you know, there, there's, a, there's a time when you get diminishing returns on a dog. And I got, boy, for me, day two starts yeah. the diminishing returns on a dog. Every pet um, for, going forward, every pet in our house will, from day one, get um, an intractable figure placed mm-hmm. on their head, and I will be keeping track. Mm-hmm. And as soon <laughs> a as monetary we start, figure. oh yeah, I I, <laughs> I, 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 I way over budgeted for this fucking cat <laughs> before we had to pull most of her teeth out, and and yeah. you, you don't even want to know. But what yeah. I'm saying, like next time. It's going to be an order of magnitude less, and I will be keeping the receipts. And will, will the little number over their head just start just start ticking down like ding, ding, <laughs> right. every time you I call their video game. Exactly. <laughs> you're, I'm not, I'm not going to buy the power up. For, <laughs> I'm not going to buy the power up for little Poncho. He's just going to have to go now. <laughs> time to go to that farm. The oh, e-farm. diminishing returns. The cat as uh, on my way here to record, I walked past the downstairs bathroom and little kitten. Uh, Alyeska, our cat oh. here at the house. Is that a city in Alaska? Alyeska is the name of the ski resort where I grew up. Oh, cool. And the cat was named Alyeska by uh, other family members, uh, her actual owners, the ladies of the home, uh, without consulting me. <sighs> and 
so I so the, I I arrived home that day and there was a cat, and I was not consulted exactly. I was more like read into the dossier. Oh, believe me, I'm like, very oh. familiar with this. <laughs> to 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 uh, to, uh, to quote uh, George's colleague from Seinfeld, we only wake you for the important meetings. Uh huh. Yeah, you get exactly. right in. You get you know what they say, John. You get detailed, and that you makes it detailed. sound official, like you're a rear admiral. But basically, it means sometimes you come home and a, a, a shelf has been purchased, or, or maybe yeah. there's a new car and you just found out. Whoa, that would be exciting. That's not. Well, see, now the car is not in my wheelhouse. I am out of the car business, okay. but I'd like to be consulted on the shelf because I need to put the PlayStation there. Sure, I know how you are. Do you know what I mean? Shelf. It's like yeah, it's like if it's going to be like a load bearing addition to the house. Yeah. In my house, with with I, my line of work, in this economy, in this, in these shoes. Well, so the cat, our cat, Alieska, named after the ski resort where I grew up, but not named by me. And mm. frankly, Alieska is one of those names where you want to name a pet or a child that name, but when you try it on, there is no child that the name Alieska will fit really, and. <laughs> Honestly, maybe maybe a boy with very thin blood. Yeah, like Alieska. Mm, no, I don't think so. And and then and and honestly, I didn't think that any pet could bear the weight of that name either. Now, they say when I was growing up in Alieska, if you had a dog and named it Alieska, they would bury you in a peat bog. Like Are you being that the, guy? Is it is it like wearing it that is it like, guy? Like like wearing wearing the Iron from? Maiden shirt to the Iron Maiden show? Yeah, we don't do that. We don't Mm-mm. name the our dogs Alieska. You name your dog Ben. <sighs> um, ben, but but now apparently, okay, I'm gonna capture that. Apparently, half of the dogs in Girdwood, which is the town <laughs> where Alieska is located, uh, Mount Alieska, uh, half the dogs in Girdwood are named Alieska. And the other half are named Max because the mountain next to Alieska, Mount Alieska, is named Max's Mountain. It's and like so, in Goodfellas where everybody's named Peter or Paul. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't get Mm-mm. how – but you know what it is? It's a hmm. new generation. It's a new generation. A new generation. Different, different set of values. The rules are different. The rules are different. Anyway, our little hmm. Alieska discovered last night apparently, uh, if the downstairs bathroom is any indication, that if she gets her claws – Onto a um, roll of <gasps> toilet paper. No, even better, paper towel. Ooh, that she can do what a cat does, uh-huh. which is which is turn that roll of paper towel into a giant mess for one little customer to clean up, and that's going to be Alieska's titular uh-huh. stage manager, my daughter. And she's upstairs right now on Zoom class, and she has no idea what's waiting for her downstairs, which is that her little kitten has turned a roll of toilet paper into enough material to fill a packing crate. Hmm. Because, in my experience, I, I use a lot of paper towels. I have them delivered by a company right. from Seattle. As you know, um, in my experience, the, a shredded paper towel is not on balance as useful as an intact paper towel. Correct. Correct. It's, a, it's a sort of conversion that's not really helping the house. You were the first person I ever knew that ordered paper towels from uh, uh, from that that company. I was wasteful that, before it was cool. That large large scale company, and now it just seems like you can say bad things about that company and about that the man that runs it. Mm-hmm. But boy, if you want a power cable, and then you know, like within hours, a man shows up, hands it to you. That's right. It's pretty incredible. I think they have, I, I have a, well, I think you're, are you talking, so there's Amazon, there's Amazon Prime, and there's, I imagine, of course, you would get this in town, I imagine something called Amazon Prime Now, which for a few years has been wild. That's the, that is the thing where you can have something at your house sometimes in two hours. Um, as, as, uh, that might be what you're referring to here, but yeah. I, they have really stopped putting their back into that endeavor. There's. Oh, yeah. It's no, it's crazy how much less cool stuff or stuff at all they have. I think that was a thing to set up some kind of an infrastructure of some kind that wasn't quite what it seemed like. Why would Amazon have a separate Amazon just for this hmm. thing? It's got different tracking numbers, it's got a different website, it's got d- different ways of like honoring gift cards and stuff like that. It was, it's always seemed weird to me, but lately it can't. Oh, you just gave me a thumbs up. Look at that, huh? <laughs> there was a there are you sending, are you sending me emotions? There was a thing on the Skype here where I guess I had moused over 
some little throbbing heart that says yeah. react. Yes. And it threw up a screen that said you could you could send a throbbing heart or a thumbs up or a laughing emoji emoji or a one that's like surprised, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's a slow clapping one and a sad one. Well, uh, you're not going to believe some of the stuff that's in here if you've never looked. I mean, I haven't. I, 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 well, okay. I do. I personally do not have much occasion to send these, but when yeah. you need to, it's good to know you can send this. Wait, whoa! Oh, it's a stormtrooper. You turned into a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. They work for Dark Vader. You can um, you can also send uh, a, a beloved character uh, from the Pixar film uh, Inside Out, which is kind of well. Weird. So what happened? What? Whoa! Hello, hello, mm. little blue girl. That's sadness. That's sadness. sadness. So I I moused away from it, uh-huh. but the little menu hung there, and I then I moused over it and I moused around and it wouldn't go away, and so I finally clicked on the thumbs up because a it was. In the context of your and my conversation, the least weird. If mm-hmm. I sent you a throbbing heart or a slow clap. The, the heart would be confusing, <laughs> but the throbbing would be upsetting. The throbbing would be upsetting. I, I wouldn't send the, the laughing with tears. I'm not surprised by anything. I'm not sad. So I sent you the thumbs up just to get it to go away. Mm. How, how often do you do something on the internet that you do it just to get the thing to go. Away. Is this what we're talking about now? Because I want to put a pin in everything we've been talking about. Okay. But I've started to describe this as the Bopit phenomenon. And oh, yeah. in some ways, the original Bopit phenomenon is the iPhone. Because <laughs> sometimes you forget, sometimes you forget <laughs> that your entire phone is a button. <laughs> if you grab it wrong, you're going to play, be playing Bopit. There's lots of interface elements in this world that don't look like something that should do a thing, and you're just minding your own goddamn business, and then pretty soon the, the bop it's squeaking at you. Bop Last it, bop night, it. I, I spent two, like a Jawa. Let's see if there's a Jawa. Bop it, bop I, spent, I spent two hours deleting screenshots because I discovered in my, uh, in my way of, in the, you know, the program that allows you to order photographs, I'm not sure whether it is, was the Apple one or the Google one because the the little icons are right next to each other on my phone and I go to them interchangeably. Okay. I'm like, I'm looking at my pictures. I guess I'm looking at them on Google today or on Apple. I'm not sure what the difference is or why I have both. But you it know, feels I, like I look at it as belt and suspenders. It's good to have backups of both. Yeah, it's a redundancy, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like if the if the power goes out on one. But anyway, I saw that there was like a whole separate folder that was just called screenshots and I was like, what's that? Yeah, and those so, media types. Yeah, it's not so all I bad went, news. Uh, I went in there and I'm looking, and a lot of them were, oh, hello, Lando Calrissian. Oh, how about that guy? I don't see a Jawa, but there's some good stuff in here. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm flipping through and I realize a lot of the screenshots I have are screenshots of text conversations, either because I think they're hilarious and I'm like, I got I to gotta screen grab that. Sometimes Sean, Nelson, and I will have a little oh set of, of text back and forth that, that if you just screenshot the, the the section of the text right there in the um, in in the phone screen, it's just something to preserve. You know? Oh, I t- I hundred percent agree. When there was the big um, Twitter hack a little while back, I went in and uh, preemptively deleted pretty much all my DMs ever, 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 which takes a lot more time than than one would like. I saved right. a few trophies. I saved a few trophies <laughs> from, like, let's be honest, from DMing with somebody famous. And I saved uh, a few uh, of uh. those out of Vanity Paul Feig. But, you know, uh, you know, and, uh, but, but, you know, I, 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 they say the rule of thumb, though, is you can only post that if you're showing that the other person is funny, not that you're funny. That's Although right. John Syracuse says you should never post anything from a text thread because that's not, that's not cool. Oh, really? Not cool, he said. Well, I mean, it's a point of view. Maybe he could help you with your, uh, with your computer. You know what could help you with your computer is, uh, is a little, little company called uh, Squarespace. <coughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com slash supertrain. There are so many things that you can do with Squarespace. You can create a beautiful website to turn your cool idea into your new home on the web. You can showcase your work. You can have a blog or publish other kinds of content, galleries. You can uh, sell products and services of all kinds. You can promote your physical or online business. You can announce an upcoming event or a special project. All of this and so much more. Squarespace does this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel, settings, products, and more with just a few clicks Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. 
And they offer a new way to buy domains where you can choose from over 200 domain name extensions. That's a lot of extensions. They have analytics that help you grow in real time. Built-in search engine optimization. I, I like to call it SEO. You get free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever. And of course, they're 24 by 7, award-winning customer support. They're encouraging folks to make it. Make it yourself. You can easily create a website by yourself with Squarespace. I did it. I can't even tell you how many times I've done it. Uh, Squarespace is where I put my, uh, you know, my personal sites, uh, you know, uh, some of my work sites. Uh, how about this? How about the Roderick on the Line podcast? Boom. Hosted on Squarespace since day one. Thank you, Squarespace. So please, right now, go head out. Squarespace.com slash supertrain. You're going to get a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code supertrain. That's going to save you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Huge fans of Squarespace. Please check them out. Squarespace.com slash supertrain. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Oh, Squarespace. They're wonderful, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I love Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace is great. I had to get that uh, out. But uh, but it was nice. Uh, it was going through these, and it was. I realized that some of those text conversations that I screenshotted were examples where somebody was like, "I never said that," and then I was like, <laughs> "Screenshot." Here it is, right uh -huh. here it is in black and white where you said this it. It's all going to come up in depositions later. <laughs> but there were probably forty screenshots where I had picked up my iPhone. Oh yes, and had screenshot. I know the 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 screen. I was just like like one after another and screenshots of things. There were screenshots of things I had never seen before. John, John, I do that and the opposite of that. I have so many screenshots of the lock screen on my phone. But yes. sometimes I want to make a little funny ha-ha about a cool new image I made my lock screen, and I can never never quite get it because now it wants to unlock you know, with my eyes and stuff. But I have so many. When I go to screenshots, it's mind-boggling yeah. um, how many are in there. It's I, I, I could really afford to to do a culling with that it's fun to cull photos and every time i think oh you know what i should do right now i should call, i should go into photos and cull some photos and then i realize like oh you have twenty five thousand photos like, see this is perfect for an omnibus project not not your yeah. omnibus the other omnibus but this is part of you know as my my wife and i call the tiny life improvement project you start writing <laughs> this stuff down you go in and you make all these tiny little changes as available, we all have times a day, if you have any sense, you have times a day where you just lay on a couch or a bed in the afternoon. Sure. I, I hope. I mean, I do. Uh, that's a yeah. great time to, uh, especially now that I've pulled back from the discourse, uh, I'm finding more time for things like that, which is great. I'm making playlists. Oh. I'm deleting screenshots. I'm, uh, I'm updating uh, style sheets. It's so wonderful that you pulled back from the discourse, Merlin. I'd Holy like to shit, send you a John. virtual high five. Hang on. Wait a minute. Can I send you? Oh, let's, let's look for hands. Uh, get hands let's get handsy with it. Show, show me where I can find the Star Wars. There's a search. There's a search right above. You see that? Search above the search above where? Where? So okay. So you oh, oh look at that. Look at that about guy. The reacts. Uh, so yeah, oh, you go. You click on the oh, smiley. There. Click on smiley hi face. Hi there. And then you click on yeah. smiley face, and then do you see you got different areas? You got faces and gifts and square people and rounded corner people. Do you see that? Faces and gifts. You might need to scroll up. There should be a oh. search in there. Well, I just sent you a surprise face because that was the only thing I could. I don't see. Do I have a? Do I have not have the current version of Drupal? You might not have the Drupal. Uh, Drupal's Drag Race. The um, right. unfortunately, Skype will not let you not have updates. And oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that's uh, what causes uh, a lot of problems for people. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to spend any more time thinking about that than, than I have to. Paper towel. Trying to. Oh, oh we got your website. You yeah. know, actually, I, I I kid, but I don't. I mean, this is uh, they can pay me to, to to say this, but they they can't pay pay me to like it when I say it. But uh, right. Squarespace would be good for something like this. I mean, how many pages are we talking about here? How many pages, excluding the forum for now? How many pages are we talking about on the long winters? Oh, we're talking about on the long winters. Uh, well, I mean, twenty thirty. You would know better than I do. I think um, I think it's happening though. I think that I think that uh, that uh, Grant and Lisbeth have. <laughs> Um, have migrated it uh, in the, in that most amazing. That's hard to say. Way. That's really hard to say. Yeah, they migrated, migrated it. it. I heard, heard a woman uh, do a do a, an editorial on local public radio, and she referred to her. She said, "My disordered eating. My disordered eating. eating. My disordered uh, eating." And now I can't uh, stop saying it because it's it's so difficult to say my disordered eating. On my on my friendly fire podcast, mm -hmm. uh, ben, ben Harrison's uh, tagline at the end was, 
um, uh, something about spoiler alerts. Mm-hmm. But um, but he got self conscious about pronouncing it early on in the show, and uh, he started to pronounce it spoiler alerts. <laughs> that's adorable. And uh, and it became a thing where we were like. All right, I guess that's how you say spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Just that's, because that's, his tongue would get caught in it. I, I have tons of those. When I try to when I talk to my TV and I say, um, um, what I would look for, Tim Robinson, Saturday Night Live on YouTube. Saturday, <laughs> Saturday Night Live, my disordered eating. It's, it's very <laughs> difficult to say. There's a director uh, early and late in the life of the American version of The Office, a director that was on a lot, not Paul Feig, a personal friend, but, yes. uh, and you know what his name is? His name's adorable. You ready? Mm-hmm, his name's mm-hmm. Ken Quampus. No. His name's Ken Quampus. And every time they say it, I think that's adorable. It sounds like a baby's talking. Pick Ken, Ken Quampus. Ken Quampus. It sounds a little bit like a, like a Star Wars character, doesn't it? Ken Quampus. <laughs> <laughs> Declare bankruptcy, I do. <laughs> Ken Quampus. Mm, Ken Quampus. Yeah, that he would be, um, Ken Quampus would be, uh, it's going to be a prequel character. Mm-hmm. He's probably like a Watto. I imagine he's mm-hmm. a super Jewy guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, maybe maybe he floats as well. Ken Quampus, he's floater. We got cats, we got cats and hard dollar figures. Um, uh, it's your show, I'll talk about anything. Like, you're not Mr. Programmer. No, we, did, you, um, did I tell you, speaking of mm, not being Mr. Programmer? Yeah. So I've been, uh, you know, you know my history with owls. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the other day I was down in my ravine, uh, uh, moving boulders around. And incidentally, that has started to give me a condition. I've got something now. Oh, I wake up in the morning. I've got something called trigger finger. Do you know what this is? I, I'm Tr- afraid I don't. Trigger finger is when one of your fingers finger. gets locked. Oh God. In, in a position. And then you is have that like to a like, foot cramp. I had a foot cramp this morning. It was very painful. It's kind of like that, except it's very scary. Because it's like I've been wearing one lady's shoe for too long. You know, you get that thing where your arch kind of seizes up. I wonder if I have gout. I don't know what it's like to just wear one lady's shoe for too long. But you can imagine. You're, you don't have an impoverished shoe imagination. No, you know, that's that it would true. Probably be very, no, I mean, it's no, no offense. No shade, no lemonade. But uh, I think we all get these. Uh, you know, you get it in your side. My wife, who's a runner, she calls that a stitch. You get a stitch, yeah, a stitch in, in your, in your side. side. But no, this is something else. It's something in Trigger the... Trigger um, It's something in the, the micellin or whatever, the sheathing of your, of your nerves and the... The finger like gets locked in the closed position, and you have to reach over and like open it with your other hand. It's like, like lockjaw it. for fingers. It's like lockjaw for fingers. Woo. And and it started on one hand, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then it started on the other hand, and I realized I'm down in this ravine. I'm moving boulders around, and I've given myself a finger condition. I spent all day yesterday stretching out my hands, trying to get it to stop, trying to stop having this issue. You have a lot. You have a lot of hand history. Well, yeah, my hands, you know, and I and uh, my hands are my, so you're my passport. Your hands. Well, <laughs> God. <laughs> but I was down in the ravine and I'm moving boulders around, and it's a, it's late afternoon, and um, and I and I'm working on a dam. You know, I'm building a dam, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I need that. I need that thing from. I need that rock that I saw earlier in the day. That's like downstream, and so I. So I move from where I'd been working and just start to kind of move downstream. And all of a sudden I startle a bird who had been sitting on a branch kind of right over my head. And the bird like takes to wing, but it's huge. This is a huge bird. And I'm down in the... Is it one of those like flip, flip, flip it's kind like, of birds? Foo, 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 foo. But like right over my head, like I feel the wind mm. of, the, of the flapping. And I'm down in this ravine all the time, and most of the birds are uh, six inches tall. Some of them are a foot tall that are, you know, I like I have flickers and other woodpeckers that are kind of big. Um, but this bird is like as big as a cat or bigger. And I was like startled, and it was an owl. A, what? A, a barred owl who had been sitting in a tree watching me, clearly, because he was only... 20 feet from me. And so this owl flew up into a higher tree and then sat there and looked at me and did the like, 
look at me for a minute and then look around Mm -hmm. and then turn its head and look the other way and then come back and look at me some more. These are wild. Now this also, and I don't want to make the whole show about Star Wars, but these are, these are very Return of the Jedi. Well, it looks a little bit like an Ewok if an Ewok were a bird. I see. I see. Kind of, but look, it's, it's, I, I, this is a very, to me, a very intimidating owl. It's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a large owl and it is judgmental. It's an owl owl, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's very owly. What kind of owl is in Blade Runner? I mean, it's obviously, do you like our owl? It's not, it's obviously not an owl. Well, no spoilers. It's a replica. Yeah. Um, Blade, uh, Blade. <laughs> Tell me he's the only single words. How you feel about John Roderick? <laughs> my mother? You want to know about my mother? What do you mean? To answer your question, they're, uh, they're prepared for me. It's a Tyrell owl. Uh, <laughs> I love his glasses. Oh, shit, dog. You would look so good in Tyrell's glasses. Uh, well, you know what I would look good in is Tyrell's freaking robe. And mm. Paul Allen bought the robe. And Paul did. Allen put the robe in a display case at the Cinerama Movie Theater in downtown Seattle, which has su- subsequently been closed since he since he died, because like all billionaires with quirky, weird collections, when he died, no one else shares his train spotting weirdness, and his whole estate transferred over to his sister, and his sister is now like one of the richest people in the world, uh, but she doesn't care about a 70 millimeter movie prints of uh lawrence in arabia of arabia no, no. she doesn't want her own music festival she doesn't care about Jimi hendrix's stratocasters or spray painted shoes or a van so she has cl- uh, the the cinerama well nobody can go to the movies right now but they oh, cinerama the, one with the cinerama. cool sign with the alternating like um yeah. parallelograms right yeah, oh, yeah, yeah right oh darn it and it's i a, hate and it's that a, it's a big bummer yeah but, um but Tyrell's robe was in a in a display case in the, in this in the lobby of this movie theater, and I studied it. I would go to the movies and I would get there a half hour early, just so I could stare at Tyrell's robe. I don't blame and you. And he's got a lot of costumes in there. He's got mm-hmm. you know he's got uh, Captain Kurt and uh, and and Spock and all. Well, he's got, he's got like uniforms. He's got like a. All kinds of uniforms. Oh my god, my kid would kill to see that. But Ty, well, she should come up and go to EMP. Yeah, there's all that stuff is there at the science side. But anyway, Tyrell's robe. I realized it's all I want. If I had Tyrell's robe, I would just wear it all day. Mm-hmm. And I actually have some of the, I have some material that could be made into a Tyrell's robe. And there is a seamstress in my extended family, who is famous for winning seamstress cost, uh, contests, like national and global sewing contests. She designs a wedding dress or a, you know, like <clears throat> some kind of thing and builds it out of, uh, out of its constituent parts and wins these prizes and her stuff's in magazines and all this. And so Jeez. I took this blanket and I said, can you make me a Tyrell's robe? <laughs> and she said the same thing that she says every time, which is, I don't really like making stuff for men. Mm-hmm. And so, you find if you watch enough top, well, I call it top dress. If you watch enough, like a Project Runway, there are some people who are extremely good at doing men's stuff. But I think it is. I, I, I'm, this is a gross oversimplification, but like pound for pound, um, it's it's more fun and interesting to make things for ladies. And also, it doesn't always require the same amount of tailoring. It's my understanding that pants are hard. Well, and this is a robe, and I was like, "What is it? It's but it's basically just a blanket with sleeves." And she was like, "Yeah, well." Mm-hmm. And oh, you know, so it could I, be more like it could be more like a political statement. Well, no, I don't think it's that. I think she just doesn't want to make things for me. Mm, oh, see, that's uh, that's yeah. tough. You can't get around that. Yeah, and 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 her husband wears just like uh, he wears LL Bean chamois shirts tucked into his Levi's. Classic. So so no, I mean, my dad. That's that, like almost all my dad used to wear. Is that exactly what you just described? <laughs> LL Bean chamois shirt tucked yeah. into Levi's. I inherited the one of them. They're suspenders. terrific. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go out anyway, and so safety glasses. So I stare at this owl for a while, and the owl yeah. stares at me. And then I'm like, "Well, I got to." I see, you know, I see this, you, owl, right? I see you, owl. And mm-hmm. I did the like. I talked to him for a while and was like, "Hey, it's me. <laughs> like, I'm the new guy here. Uh, I've never seen you before, and I've been down in this ravine every day for nine months. So, welcome. 
I guess maybe mm-hmm. you've been here the whole time. I think what it is is that the ravine used to have it was choked with ivy and laurel and holly, and you couldn't see the ground, and there was nothing for the owl. The owl just couldn't couldn't think. You know, there was an owl's not going to get down and root around in the underbrush. Owl sits up high, looks down. Owl sits, owl sits up high and uses them peepers. To yeah. to not waste a lot of time rooting around. It's not like it's not going to be like a like a possum or a raccoon, which I know you also have relationships with, or a right. crow. Maybe a right. crow. So you've got, a crow to me is crow's always planning something, but an owl yeah. is just waiting and watching, watching and waiting. waiting. And, and I then sees a little mouse and it's, you know mouse. eat it up yum. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have cleared out the. I, I well, I know that I have cleared out all the ivy out of this ravine for the most part, and now the owl has realized this ravine is a nice place to hang out and a good place that maybe a little mouse will run by. And anyway, so I say, Hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'll be down here a lot. You probably know that already. Cause you've been mm-hmm. watching me clearly. And we're this cool. is, uh, to me, this is one of your classic moves that a lot of the world has really learned from, which is you start out by, you have a relationship, you acknowledge the sight of one another, but you also, you set some boundaries, you show mutual respect and you say, you know, across this line, you do not. Right. I mean, isn't that part well, of it? Is you want to develop a rapport. Yeah. Generally, like what what I <clears throat> what I need you to know is that <clears throat> if you're a creature that thinks of human beings as enemies, I am not one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, if if other humans come down in here, I can I will authorize them or not authorize them. So hmm. I want you to I'm going to point out who the good people are, and then if there are other people down here, by all means, attack them. I see. Um, and, and that's my relationship with the crows. I see. Too, yeah, we're not like, so different, you and I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Like, mm-hmm. And with the crows, a lot of the time, the crows on, on this block in particular, my, my number one issue with them is like, hey, don't yell at me. Like, I walk here every <laughs> you day. You finally come around to don't yell at me. Don't fucking yell at me. And they're like, yeah. bah, bah. And Ooh. I'm like, no, 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 no. Whatever it is that you're trying to say, you need to use a different tone. Yeah, use your you inside to, voice. Yeah, you need to like fly down, point to me what it, point out what you don't want me walking close to, or tell me what you're warning me about. But don't just sit up there and caw at me. Mm-mm. You see me every day, and you know I'm st- literally standing in the street. Oh, that's not that's in not how this, we do in this household. We don't we don't yell at each other like that. In this conversation, voice, I'm looking up at the phone pole and I'm actually saying this out loud to these crows, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, hey, it's me. All right, I I talk to you every mm-hmm. day." And yeah. you're, you're standing up there calling at me like I'm just some rube that just walked. I'm some fucking postman. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Jeez. Like, That's not okay. No. And yeah. I talk to every, I, I have a, a hour or I'm sorry, a mile and a half walk mm. <clears throat> between where I'm staying in my new house. I walk it every day. I talk to every crow I see and they have got to know who they're, they've got to be passing that message on, you know. Mm-hmm. But the oh, one well, on that's this what block, that's we know. Well, this is what we know. It is, it is known. This is what known. crows do: is that they communicate these things to each other. It is the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, next pull. Anyway, later on that day, the sun has gone down. I'm like, I'm down in the ravine. I'm like, I can't move any more rocks. I'm down in. The, uh, it's the sun is down. It's dark now. And I went up and I started my truck. You know, the truck. It's got a. You know, it's got an old Rochester carburetor. It needs to sit and warm up. Even if it's <laughs> old even if Rochester I, carburetor, we called him. <laughs> even if I drove it earlier in the old day. Old Rochester. Old Rochester's got oh, to do a pickle this time. <laughs> get that oil flowing around. <laughs> and I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the truck and I'm thinking about my thoughts and I'm I'm, you know, running some running some numbers. And I look out the front window and there's a the, the, the power line that brings the power to my house comes in from the street as they do, but it was put in back at a time before there were codes, before there were all these rules and regulations. Uh-huh. And so it kind of comes in from the street and just goes up to this tiny little mast, uh, in the house. And at, at the point where it is closest to the ground, you could definitely hit it with a tennis racket which is not up to contemporary standards. And I've had a few people out and they're like, yeah, that's going to be tricky because the, the, the city and the County are going to want you to raise that up. And that's going to require that they get involved. Mm -hmm. We have to call those guys, you know, Oh God, try and get on their schedule. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Anyway, I'm like your website. And some was the phrase people use technical debt. 
where like you've you've had these uh, you haven't really done a proper update of something in a long time, and if you want to get and so you know you'll keep things get more difficult to implement or to add new things or to fix things, and they call that technical debt. Where you're going to have to really kind of tear out all the stuff and just kind of start over. Oh, technical debt. That's a wonderful turn of phrase. Isn't that a great? Isn't that a great term? Because it extends to infrastructural debt, mm-hmm. which this nation is in, and in and this and this house that I bought had tremendous infrastructural debt. So much so mm-hmm. that it was like. Well, like a thing about the. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about this from firsthand experience, but I've read a bit about the. Um, I've heard the air traffic control software or system in general being described as something like the city of Rome, where there's so many layers on it. And some of that, some of the code in there is like probably predates your mom's work. That's just sitting there cranking on Well, luckily we don't fly anymore, but if we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a whole lot. I mean, there's never a good day to stop smoking crack. Like there's never a good day to like change the entire financial system. Like, you know what I mean? There's the, it's just one of those things where, you know, it mostly works, I guess, and they patch what they need to, but it would be difficult if something came up and they did need to start over. You think, hey, dude, think about schools. Well, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's technical debt, but there's some kind of a debt because the whole model, as we've talked about, whole model for how a school worked relies on close proximity of people in the in a closed building. That's That yes. worked mostly before, and it scaled. And now, like, wow, what do we do? How do we reinvent that, you know, in a few weeks? Sorry, I didn't mean to take you off. So no, it's all right. I the technical data vowels. I just got a. It's a Elena Ferrante uh, novel, I believe. Um, the technical data vowels. <clears throat> so I'm sitting in the I'm sitting in the truck, and uh, warming up the engine, and I look out the window, and now it's dark. And on this power line, which is basically right in front of my truck, maybe maybe the power line is. It's running at a diagonal, probably at, the, at its closest point, like eight feet from the front of my truck and 15 feet high. Hmm. Here is the owl hmm. sitting on the hmm. power line. And he's so big that the power line is kind of bobbing up and down. Whoa. And the owl is kind of compensating for it by, by, by sort of pumping his little legs so the owl's head and body are staying stable while the, while he's like basically doing this, like pump, pump, pump on the power line because he's too big. The power line's never going to stop moving. So is, is he kind of like the guy going between the two towers? Like you, you're kind of like doing this woof, woof, woof sort of side to yeah. side thing to like keep your balance. Yeah. He's just, he's just holding on to this thing. So <clears throat> it's not like the most comfortable place for him to sit. But he's chosen this place right in front of my truck, and he's staring at me through the window. I don't love that. And I'm like, okay. So, and the truck is not a quiet thing when this when old Rochester is Rochester kicks in, (laughs) is putting that putting that gas in. He's ornery. (laughs) All four barrels are open, and it's and he's sitting right above that motor, just just doing his little pump. Uh, his little bob and weave, just holding his balance and looking right at me. And I'm like, okay, we went from not knowing each other to really knowing each other. A little familiar, little familiar. Cause you're in my, you're like, you're really in my space now mm-hmm. and, and clearly sending me a message that is like, hopefully. And I think the message was, hello, I, I think the thing about this owl is he was in the yard while the sun was up. So I don't think this owl is like some traveling owl who is just swinging through. I think this owl is a name is local owl, local owl. The whole time I lived at the farm, 11, 12 years, I had a barn that was like perfect for an owl. It says it right there, barn, barn owl. It's it's a barn. Right. I was just like, yeah. I leave this barn open. Owl could live in here. That would be fine with me. Fine, absolutely mm-hmm. fine. You don't get you um, don't get barn bears. You don't get barn. You don't get barn bears. You, I, you, yeah, you, do, you, you get a barn owl. You do have barn raccoons, but they lived under the barn. And the thing is, I had hmm. rats in that neighborhood. There were <sighs> fruit trees. There were blackberries. There were rats everywhere in that neighborhood. It's like owl paradise. And a few times in the years, I'd be out walking at night and I would hear an owl in that neighborhood. 
I never saw one. I'd hear it up in a tree and I'd be like, hey, owl, like, welcome. You're always welcome here. Hmm. Now, I did see between eight to 12 owls in my bedroom one time. Yeah, they were, but they were also pillows, right? They were also pillows. Okay. But now I have a real bona fide owl. And apparently a barred owl is not native to the Pacific Northwest, which makes me a little sad. Well, well neither it's, are you, really. Well, what do you I mean? mean are, are you an invasive exotic? Here? Yeah, I suppose. Do, do you consider that? Do you, oh, you, I see what you mean. Am what, I what do you invasive? consider your real habitat? You, what, what's yeah. your real habitat? It's kind of Alaska uh, emotionally and philosophically, isn't it? Yeah, but I've lived more. I've lived longer in Seattle than I yeah, have fair. in Alaska. I mean, in the sense that I'm a European and belong in a in some Welsh coal mine, uh, <laughs> you know, or some like you and your Celt- troll. <laughs> I belong. I belong having died twenty years ago in You're a Celtic peat this mine, Roderick. I'm the Welsh. Oh, that's not very Welsh. You're never going to leave this mine. Right. I mean, I, if I were if I were still in Wales, I'd be five foot one and already be died. You'd already be died. Um, George, uh, was it uh, Richard Burton says uh, something like, "If you show Welshman two doors and one of them says self destruction, you always know which one he'll choose." Oh, that's me. Oh boy, Richard Burton knew me, mm-hmm. and, and so does Tom Jones, and so does Catherine J- Zeta Jones. All the Jones Catherine Zeta Jones, also uh, Dylan Thomas, the the force that uh, through the green fuse uh, uh, drives your owl, also drives my soul, drives me crazy. I, I watched a Coen Brothers movie. He came on to my, never, did I ever tell you he came on to my mother-in-law? Dylan Thomas? Dylan Thomas was, uh, yeah, when she was in college at Smith, he, uh, he put, put the moves on her. Oh, that's really hot. It is hot. And I mean, obviously I don't approve of this, but the cool part is it's, she turned it into a great story. Like he, he, yeah. he kind of touched her leg a little bit and, uh, and she was like, yeah, knock it off. Well, she, yeah. 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 I mean, just because you're the visiting speaker. Cause you know, there was that time where he toured a lot of colleges and had some drinks. That's the old Bill Murray thing, right? He's given people stories right and left. A oh, long time so after good. But he never dead. gave my, gave my uh, I don't, not that I'm aware of, gave my mother, my late mother-in-law a story. No. Um, so born, owl, oh, you're right. a local. Yep. I mean, um, yeah, I was born in Seattle. My grandmother was born in Seattle, but I guess, you know. I've uh, maybe heard this owls. This barred owl's grandmother might have been born in Seattle for a while. Who's to say? I've heard owls in the Confederate Soldier Park. I don't think I've ever seen one. We mostly get... Mm. Uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, is it golden-tailed hawks? We get hawks in oh, the those are nice. Oh, if man, you, that's majestic. If you go listen to a, a, a loop of all the different owl sounds, very few of them go hoo-hoo. Mm-hmm. Most of them make, make otherworldly screams and terrifying like UFO abduction noises. Um, the ones that actually go like, hoo-hoo, mm-hmm. that's, that's not all of them. I bet they despise the stereotype. I mean, there's so many stereotypes about, I don't take you off your story. There's so many stereotypes about owls. It must be very frustrating. You know, and, but the thing is they are, they are disengaged from the, from the, the dialogue. From the discourse. So they may, they may may or may not be wise. Um, They may or may not be able to tell you how many licks it takes to, to get to the center of a a Tootsie Pop. Maybe, maybe not. Sure, sure, sure. It's gonna, it's gonna vary. I used to have an app for identifying um, bird sounds that was really cool. I have, I have, I have that. Yes, it's great. You winnow down, and eventually you find because you know there used to be a bird outside my window in Florida that would whistle uh, uh, the uh, Grant Hart's part from uh, "Flip Your Wig" by Husker Du. Really, go, it would go. Hmm? Yeah, there were, used to be a lot of pigeons that lived on the house across the street from my mom's house that went <laughs> until I wanted to murder everyone in the world. <laughs> Birds are ticks. So I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm looking at this owl. It's dark now. I'm in the truck. He's there on the on the thing, and I'm identifying it as a he just because he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be a big girl. I don't know. It could be. It could it's, be any she number. She could of be things. thick. Yeah. Uh, but she's definitely thick. Mm-hmm. But also small. She's thick and small. <laughs> she's a small burb. <laughs> she's a small burb. And and I and and we stare at each other for a while, and yes. I say like, uh, and I'm I'm definitely like okay, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we're, this relationship's moving fast. Yeah, and then I think, dude, you're th- you do this all the time. Take a picture of the owl that is standing that's four feet from you or fourteen feet, so that you can show the picture to people. Like, mm-hmm. stop forgetting to take pictures. Mm-hmm. And so I reach down to the camera and I'm like, this is one of those things, right? Where I'm going to get the camera, I'm going to point it at the owl. The owl is going to say, "Not today, Satan," and mm-hmm. fly away just as I take the picture. Oh, it's, so it's, the, it's that way with animals. It's that way with kids. It's that way with so many things where it's like, God, you just could have, if you'd been like half a second earlier. Yeah. My daughter will sit in the most elegant repose 
for 15 minutes. And if I pull out a camera, she doesn't even know I've done it. I know. All of a sudden, she's picking her nose. She can sense it. She can sense like, it. What the fuck happened? So I put the camera at the owl, and I'm like really sly. I'm not breaking eye contact with it. I'm just like moving the camera up, and I push the button to take the picture, and I'm moving super slow, and the owl absolutely senses it and says, says that's not our relationship. Yeah, not today. We're not, at the, we're not at the picture stage, mm-hmm. and the owl flies off. Well, so I look at the picture in the camera and all there is is a blur uh owl blur but it's an apple and i know and i know enough about these apple devices that i hold my my thumb on the picture and i realize that the whatever mode has captured a three second long video used to be that, that would do rapid fire multiple photos and in the late and recently changed to press and makes a video which is kind of a clever idea well so this didn't i, I have an older this is an iphone whatever an mm-hmm. eight i guess and it, i don't know if i've upgraded the ios but whatever it is it had this little thing but i couldn't find and and so and the video started with the owl on the on the wire and then off it flies it's very mm-hmm. exciting. <clears throat> but I went and couldn't figure out how to I was like is that a burst? Well, oh, no, was I it a live was it a live photo? It's it's a live photo. That's uh-huh. what I did. Which is like it burst. looks like a photo but then when well, yes, you'll probably tell us in a second you do something and you see that it's actually got sound and some movement. It's very yeah. cool. It's cool. You just want to be careful I, not to accidentally photograph your mirror your balls. Just be careful of that. Oh, because you take a picture and then you drop well, your Well, I mean, down. if you don't know what's, what's going to be in the picture, you know what's in the photos in the photo is the problem. That's right. Exactly. And it's got the metadata. It's got the metadata. But so you, you were, did you end up capturing it? So what I did was I couldn't figure out how to do it, but I downloaded a thing. I was like, how do I do this? And I, I downloaded a program called Burstio. Mm. But Burstio only works for bursts. Mm. And then, uh, so I was, over in the, I was over in my photos. I couldn't figure it out. And then I... Because I can't tell the difference between Apple Photos and Google Photos, I went into Google Photos, and somewhere in one of those photos programs, uh-huh. in one of the settings, uh-huh. looking at the thing, it was like, oh, do you want to convert this into a video? Yep. And I was I like, you I can do also make it. You can make an animated GIF out of it, too. Well, that's what I wanted. I wanted an animated GIF, uh, but this was telling me to convert it to a video. So I did do that. So I captured it. I have the animated video of the owl. Great. It's very exciting because now I can share that with other people and say, right. look at this. Did you see this? This is a real owl and it was really right there. And they don't have to be on Apple Photos or Google Photos to receive a photo. You could, you could just get it right. to them through more you know, conventional means. Right. I, right. I could put it in an envelope and send it right off. That's right. Mm-hmm. But But the thing about an owl sighting is that people kind of don't believe you. That for years, I have looked for owls and they remain invisible to me. And one time, we were driving in a, in a parking lot of a super mall and it was dusk. And it's one of those super malls that they've gone throughout this enormous parking lot. Basically, like you could, you could park an Imperial battle cruiser in this parking lot. <laughs> Uh-huh. Except that every eight rows of cars, they planted a little row of stunty trees that after 25 years are now 20 feet tall. Um, basically, it's like those spikes that they put on park benches to keep skaters from uh-huh. uh, yep, yep, yep. except it just keeps Imperial battle, battle cruisers from parking there. Huh. And we're driving slowly through this parking lot. It's an, It's the end of the day, so it's an empty parking lot. I'm not looking for a parking spot. I'm just driving slowly because of something. I don't know why. And my uh, my co-pilot, uh, with my daughter in the back seat, they say, oh, an owl! And I stop, and there's an owl, apparently, sitting at eye height, so four feet off the ground, huh. in a, on, a, on a low branch, um, on on a tree in this parking lot. And I turned to look at it and my co-pilot does that thing where she turned and leaned forward, thereby completely blocking my view of the owl. She Hmm. put herself, her body 
entirely in the window where I could not. And my daughter was right face to face with the owl and they're both marveling at it. And I'm like, Hey, 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 let me see the owl. Hey, you make a better door than a window is what we'd say in my family. Yeah. And so she moves just in time for the owl to fly away. Come on. Not today, Satan. Not today. Not today, Satan. Get thee behind me, owl. Yeah. Fuck, fuck around and find out. (laughs) (laughs) You were denied. You were, you got the owl blocked. (laughs) And so, so, the number of times that I've seen an owl, mm-hmm. except for the time that all my pillows turned to owls, yes. the number of times I've seen a wild owl are, I think, I saw one as a little kid when I was four years old. Oh, come old, on. Really? It's that rare with all your traveling? Yeah, you never saw like yeah. a German or a Dutch no, owl? No, no. They, because they are, they, for whatever reason, do not want me to see them. Other okay. people see owls. I see. I have, I, I, it's like one of these things where how many times do you think I've ridden a horse? The answer is Six. one time. What? I've ridden a horse one time in my life. I have to, I would have guessed you, you did enough to be kind of good at it. You would think. And the I thing is think. the one time, the one time I rode a horse, I felt like I was pretty good at it. And the horse and I liked each other, mm-hmm. but, and I would love to ride horses, but I, I, I've ridden a horse once in my life, except for the ponies at the fair. Like, being a grown up person put on a horse and handed the reins and said like, okay, like, uh, follow me is basically the time. Like I wasn't given a horse and like, go Mm -hmm. ride, go ride for an hour. Uh, I was part of a guided horse tour, but still, (laughs) was it it led by a horse? It was led by a horse (laughs) over here. You see some delicious. My name name is old Gus. (laughs) And now over here, we're going to do your tour today. (laughs) We're going to walk over to where the oats are kept. (laughs) So this owl, this owl is, I think kind of my first owl, certainly the first owl that I could, that I could say had. It's your, it sounds like your first unequivocal, assigned or inherited owl. This owl right. and you were probably meant for each other. You know, you might you might be uh, you know, the owl's first guitarist. You know? You know, I bet he, I bet I am. Doors open and both I, ways, you know what I'm saying? I feel like this is the beginning of a, of a of a great relationship. I'm not going to try and take its picture every day, but no. I do think that I'm going to sit I'm going to be sitting in the in my living room uh, wearing my wearing my one day uh, Tyrell robe, uh-huh. staring out the window with my with my little atomic cocktail, huh. and uh, and the owl's going to be sitting in the tree opposite, looking at me. We're going to be at the same height, uh-huh. and uh, this is going to be like how I end my day. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, it's going to be a I love the, res- I, love the re- like- I love the respect of that of saying this is not uh, to 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 quote uh, the great Bernie Toppin. I'm not a present for your friends to open. Like I am not here to be your content. I will be your friend. Oh, you know what's just landing on me real hard. First of all, good goodbye, Yellow Brick Road is a, is a really good song. But also, also, uh, it strikes me that this again that the door is swinging both ways. You you talk about so when we say we could say kind of kind of you know uh, the corner of our mouth like oh I'm going to go set things straight with this animal we're going to have a detente as Ken, Henry Kissinger would say. But you know what the owl is also detenting you. It's like Nietzsche said, you right? Follow? Like it's, yes, it's going, it's going both ways, and now you're in this relationship. And as long as you don't leverage each other for content, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I, be- I believe that the owl has what ha- what had what happened, happened was, was um, I cleared out all these vines, and there were some critters. A lot of the critters okay. were happy that I did this. I see, but, but there were some critters that were not happy that I was clearing out all of their little mm-hmm. uh, I bet she's not beloved by the owl snacks. The owl snacks are not as thrilled. But the thing is, I've yet to see an owl snack that I was like, oh hello, little owl snack. Like mm-hmm. stick around. My feeling about the owl Mm-mm. snacks were um because I don't know if I told you this story, but the guy that owned my house, the old man, used to feed cats. <laughs> and as he got older <laughs> feed cats to what? No, he just, he would feed like feral cats. And as oh, he got I see, older, I see, I see. Oh, it's like the people who, who, who leave bird feed in our park. Yeah. And just, yeah. To, to, like they've basically created, there's that area, you know, you walk through the park and you're going over by the library. And there's that one area where you got to be careful near the wires because there's so many pigeons and so much pigeon shit. Obvious patterns. This, this is the desire path of the pigeon. And it's just reinforced by whoever the fuck keeps putting out bird seed. 
It's not wholesome. No, it's not. It's that's right. You're don't feed the pigeons. Don't feed and the it, pigeons and don't let the pigeon drive the bus. I'm the type of person that's like, hey, feed the feral cats. And yeah. I feel like the I feel like the old man that lived at the house, he liked cats. And uh, maybe his wife was like, we don't want cats in the house. And he was like, I'll just feed the cats outside. So hmm. uh, uh, according Loophole. to the local legend, <laughs> after a while, um, he there was an explosion of feral cats. And he had like 40, <laughs> 40 cats living in the ravine. Cats everywhere. It's like, it's like a murder of crows. It's an explosion of feral cats. An explosion of feral cats. <laughs> At which point his long-suffering uh, uh, wife... Uh, Eleanor said, uh, you can't feed the cats anymore. And he was like, well, you know, my cats. And she was like, no, it's crazy. There are cats everywhere. Cats what's the phrase? The fuck, 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 and find out. What is the phrase? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> fuck around and find fuck out. Find out. <laughs> Eleanor. And, uh, <laughs> and so she forbade him from, uh, from feeding the cats. And so the cats went away, right? Like the cats, Presumably, he went to live on a farm. And then, without the cats, there were rats. Uh-huh. Rats came in. And he, missing his cats, started to feed the rats. Oh, boy. Because he was, at this point, getting on in years. And he felt like, uh, we're all God's children. I don't know. I don't know. You remember the guy that, uh, that I, my old landlord who said, I did not make the rat. God made the rat. Uh-huh. The old man that owned the house also felt that way. Huh. And so was feeding the rats and the rats were living with old Rochester in the woodpile. Huh. Living with, living with old Ben. And so there were rats in the woodpile kicking up dough. Granny, does your dog fuck around and fuck out? <laughs> and so then when they were, they were getting the house ready to sell it to me, you know, the ravine was completely overgrown. There was a giant woodpile full of rats some enterprising young cousin was like, I know, let's take the woodpile full of rats, throw it over the side of the ravine. Well, we'll, we'll cure, you know, kill two birds. Mm-hmm. So when I was pulling out the ivy, I kept finding, well, basically I found an entire giant, like four cords of wood, woodpile that had just been thrown haphazardly off the side of the ravine. So I had to pull all these old logs out. And all this chopped up firewood that had basically just been thrown down there to sell the house. It was like, uh, you know, like, thanks, but no thanks type of thing. Huh. But what I realized was that the rats had just migrated. They'd followed the woodpile. You know, rats will follow a woodpile. Sure. So there were rats down in the ravine living in the woodpile. Well, unlike, my, unlike the farm, this is a mid-century modern house. It has no attic. It has no, it has no crawl space. Right. The rats in in the farm were living in all the unguarded territory. That, right. That you would need a cat, really. But in this case, the rats it's easier to rat proof the house. They're not they're not the rats are not gonna live in the house. Right. And for a long time my mom was trying to get me to get to to get a couple of feral cats. You remember when I went through that whole phase with Vito. Uh-huh. Wait, is that the like one a, that Eric ended up? Uh, no, no, that was um, that was not Nancy. Lucy. Anyway, anyway, you you got you're now you're in the business, but you know this also this teaches us about you know as they say playing God in uh, in uh, in uh, Yellowstone, right? Unintended right. consequences, you know. Oh, let's no, bring but, back the yep. bunnies, but then there's too many bunnies, and then then there's not enough wolves. There's too many wolves, not enough bunnies. In this case, you got to be careful when when you invite a cat to your, your to your yard. Make sure you understand which wood piles are attracting the rats. What well, going are, on? A, a, everywhere on the West Coast, at least, there are cat rescue places that specialize in cats that cannot be placed with families. Mm -hmm. People that are like, we're no kill shelter, but we have these cats that are a danger to themselves and others. Like, like truly undomesticated, giant, thick, not small (laughs) cats with, that are just murder cats. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard COVID has been good for these kinds of animals. Oh, I think so. I've heard the, the, the lot of the four-legged uh, uh, puppers and cattos, are, even even they are getting adopted because people are so excited to, to get a new COVID animal. And that's well, so great news. 
the way that they do with these with these murder cats is they're like this cat is not you're never going to have this cat in your house you're never going to pet this cat because the you'll, the cat will let you pet it for for thirty seconds and then the cat will rip your hand off. Ugh. But we will place this cat with you if you have a barn or if you have a rat problem somewhere and if you will agree to care for this cat and feed it and uh, and give it shelter. Uh, this cat will be spend, spend thousands and thousands of dollars having its teeth. <laughs> if, you, if you are willing to spend <laughs> thousands of dollars on this feral cat that won't let you pet it, it will hopefully presumably stick around and mm-hmm. kill rats for you. They call it a ratter, a ratter. And my mm-hmm. mom was really into this idea. She kept sending me pictures of ratters and they all had names like Gingus and, uh, Vlad and <laughs> Vigo. And it was just like, okay, all right, settle down. And she's like, this cat's on, this cat only weighs 64 pounds. And I'm like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to get some mountain lion that I have to keep, you know, build a shed for. No, I want to lose rats, not gain a dangerous project. Right. And so the discovery that, that the rats in the woodpile have met their match in uh-huh. the form of, of Vigo the owl is like, <laughs> I'm so thrilled. Nature is healing. <laughs> 